Welcome to the Sneaker Podcast, a show where a bunch of guys sit around a table to talk life, lifestyle, music, and all things sneakers. So sit back, turn it up, and let's go. Hello again, this is the Sneaker Podcast. My name is Chris Chu, and I'm hanging out with my good buddies, Sean Collard. Hey now. And Brian Romney. What's up, guys? And this is the Last Dance Review. Uh, Today we're doing part four and part five. Um, Hope you've been enjoying our uh, previous reviews. Uh, let us know what you think about them in uh, through DMs or in comments on our IG page at the Sneaker Podcast, um, or you know just don't say anything and we'll keep going. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because the comments are really irrelevant at this point. We're just gonna keep doing it anyway. <laughs> our heads are so big we don't even <laughs> yeah, read those anymore. Right. We'll have a publicist <laughs> handle that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so again, we are gonna go through these two ep- two episodes. We're trying to knock off as many episodes as we can uh, without sacrificing any of uh, the good content that they've been providing for us. Um, but I think we could get through these two episodes pretty quickly. And what we're, timeline-wise, uh, episode 8 just released last weekend, right? Yep. We are, what are we today? We're Thursday, so it's just last weekend, episode 8, and pff, this Sunday is going to be episode 9 and 10 coming out. It's going to be Pretty over. exciting. We're halfway through only. <laughs> Exactly. So, <laughs> but I, I think what this is going to do, it's going to help people still savor it a little bit more. You see, it's going to be over, but they can listen to us and relive the whole thing. You see, exactly what I'm saying? Th- throughout the rest of the year, this is what <laughs> people right. can be doing. It's probably going to take us the rest of the year to finish this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, let's get into it right away, I guess. Uh, or do you guys want to talk a bit about sneakers? There, there are big sneaker moments. Yeah. In, in One these in next two episodes. Yeah. yeah. A uh, few big sneaker moments, a lot of uh, moments that were like teased to us before the episodes released, and one is basically about him and uh, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. I think that when I saw that too, oh. I was pretty like moved. I was like, "Oh man, I don't know if I can handle it." Yeah, luckily they ke- they kept it fairly short that uh, that sort of segment of the episode because it was. Yeah. I thought for sure it was going to be a heavy one, but it was it was poignant, and uh, uh, we heard Kobe say something we hadn't heard before. <laughs> Which was? Are we getting right into it now, or no, no, no? Okay, yeah, let's, okay, let's, let's okay. go. Let's so go. Timeline wise, yeah. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, right. Uh, well, I think, well, I think for sneaker moments, the coolest ones for me so far, even through eight, is uh, episode four when Jordan's wearing those grape fives in the practice. Right. Right. We forgot oh. to bring up that. Bring that up. Yeah. 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 That was awesome. It was yeah. a quick flash, um, and it was hard to tell. But when you Brian took a, a couple of screenshots. And uh, it was very clearly Grape Five. So that was the only other time we've ever seen him wear Grape Fives besides like the Wheaties box. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. And that five, the OG insert for that pamphlet. Right. In the yes. OG right, five. Right, right, right. In that old gym or whatever. Yeah. And he's wearing the same outfit on the Wheaties. So you probably assume the they're probably day. taken at the same yeah. time. Anyway. It's- it's funny you could, cool. you could track his life through his outfits mm-hmm. and what shoes he was wearing. Mm-hmm. Oh, he didn't tie his bow properly. That probably <laughs> happened before. <laughs> exactly <laughs> before the Gatorade uh, conversion. That's yeah. right. I uh, think, and the only other cool one in that episode four was uh, him wearing the Bordeaux sevens. Mm-hmm. Yes, clearly in, in a practice before <laughs> I that too. a yeah. play, a, sub, uh, 
92 playoff game. Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> uh, we, that's the only other time we've ever seen where Bordeaux, Bordeaux is, right? Or is there, besides the All-Star game? Besides the All-Star game and the commercial with Bugs. Right, and Mug, yeah. I guess and the uh, Michael Jackson video jam. Poss- possibly oh. the only seven that I will ever buy. Really? Bordeaux sevens. Yeah, Bordeaux I don't seven. like the seven. Oh, look at that. Because hmm. the, the collar is quote-unquote flimsy. Yeah, yeah. I, it is a weird shoe to it's wear thin. for sure. It's really it's, hard to wear. You can't tie it up to the top. No. It's weird. Yeah, because it, you, you do, and I do, and it looks weird. <laughs> yeah, because it just closes up on your ankle, yeah, and you're like, it's, Yeah, that Hirachi <laughs> and yes, odd. And the longer it goes, obviously, they just deform to your ankle, mm. even when they're not on you, right? Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, that collar looks weird. Yeah, it's a. I love. I love the look of the seven when it's not on foot, but it's it's definitely a, yeah. a hard point. A hard yeah. one to good wear. Good point. Very good point. Yeah, agreed. That yeah. Uh, okay, so let's get into it. Uh, this episode did start. Episode four did start with the uh, conclusion of the Rodman story, right? We covered it in the yeah. last review. So, and from there they transitioned over to his relationship with Phil Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um how Phil Jackson saw things differently, how him and uh, Dennis's uh, relationship was more, I don't know, more like they're friends. Yeah. They understand each other. I think like that was sort of the theme that that Dennis Rodman was looking up, looking for someone like a father figure because he didn't have Mm -hmm. one growing up. And Phil really became that guy. Uh, Chuck Daly was that guy for him in in Detroit. And then Phil became that guy. And then he said they really sort of, Phil took him under his wing kind of thing. So that was cool to see. Yeah. I figure like the so NBA players they would have more difficulties playing for a coach that they don't respect, mm-hmm. and you cannot not respect a guy like Phil Jackson. Yeah, yeah, right? he's such a or, different or vibe. Chuck Daly. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah, such a totally. different vibe in general. You know, he's not he's not really a screamer and, or a, you know he's like more of a bring the team together and man. He has to, he, I mean managing. Uh, there's people even my 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 stepdad who's who's like a massive huge basketball guy like went to you know. Um, clinics with Bobby Knight and like traveled around. The, yeah, he he's he's like really and he would he used to say you know well anybody Phil Jackson's not that great of a coach because anybody can look he had Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and he yep. yeah anybody can win a championship with those guys but you have to be able to manage all you those manage egos them. yeah yeah and seeing what he this this one of the things this documentary did for me was really open my eyes to just what I, I always thought he was a good coach but seeing just what he had to deal with with in yeah. terms of the players egos and all the bullshit that goes on behind the scenes i mean he's he's the greatest coach in history <laughs> uh and yeah, I um i think it was interesting too if you watch the bad boys documentary yeah mm-hmm. uh the 30 for 30 mm-hmm. or maybe it was the dennis robin one but they talked a lot about how robin looked at chuck daly as a father figure mm-hmm. and he really needed that because he never had a father figure yeah and you could tell in this one, he was doing the same to Phil. He yeah. was kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, he was kind of that pseudo father figure to him again. Yeah, exactly. And to more, more to the point of uh, having to manage all these personalities and these big egos, if there were any egos, is during the Dream Team documentary, they talk about how Chuck Daly was a perfect coach for that team because right. how do you coach twelve alpha dogs? Yeah, or eleven. Yeah, a Christian Leitner, but um, yeah, Christian Leitner's probably not. One of those. <laughs> I <laughs> not always forget he was on that team. <laughs> yeah, uh, so did M- Magic Johnson during the '92 uh, Dream Team Hall of Fame speech. That's right. That's <laughs> forgot right. about him. Anyway, okay, well, let's get back into the, yeah. the, the docu series. Um, so they talk about how Phil Jackson came in and his 
his way of thinking was a lot about uh, Zen Buddhism, uh, Native Native American philosophy, like playing as one, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And um, they go through a lot of his past, his playing career as well. He won two championships with the Knicks. Yeah. That's pretty cool. The last time the Knicks won in 1970 and 73. Yeah. Um, Then how he he had a coaching stint for a league in Puerto Rico. Yeah, which is nuts. (laughs) The the stories they told about that, like a a coach shooting a referee. (laughs) No, it was a mayor. The mayor, the mayor, right? The, the mayor, cities. yes, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. The mayor <laughs> shot a referee in the and leg, like, though. In the leg, yeah, just a leg, <laughs> just, just a scratch. Yeah. And the um, only punishment was he couldn't go to any more home games. That yeah, season. that was it. That, yeah. that mayor, <laughs> he couldn't just, attend the yeah, home okay, games. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, eventually he caught the uh, eye of uh, Jerry Krause, mm-hmm. who liked him a lot, and then put him on as a Bulls assistant. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think he, and oh, he, the irony, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the thing was he he showed up for his first interview and it was under Stan Arbach, yeah, Arbach, yeah, yeah. that coach, yeah. and he didn't dress for the interview or anything. So Stan was like, "Nope," because yeah. he was like a straight yeah. shooter and all. So he didn't get the job. Then two years later, Doug Collins is the coach, yeah. and Jerry Krause helps uh, Phil Jackson prep for the interview and gets him. The, they get the job. Yeah. Right? He gets the job. Um. And then they talk about the uh, the relationship between Doug Collins and Tex Winter. Yeah. Right? Tex Winter is an assistant coach at the time. Uh, he's a offensive genius. Yeah. Right. Triangle. Um, but his philosophy and Doug Collins' philosophy didn't actually mesh. Uh, Doug Collins actually catered a lot to his his top player, right, Michael Jordan at the time. Th- yeah. They, they, they said that the uh, the uh, every play ended with Michael Jordan getting the ball. Mm, yeah. And yeah. whereas Tex right. Winter was more of the ball needs to move, and that's why he came with the, the triangle defense, uh, the triangle offense, and uh, there was like thirty, like there something like thirty three different. <laughs> yeah. So they said the triangle offense is a set of key pass right. with it's a set with one key pass that creates motion. Right. And then offers you thirty three different options. options. Yeah. From that starting point. Crazy. And then yeah. it just. Just that Evolves. mind, a mind to be able to come up with that is is you yeah, have to. Yeah. But Doug Collins didn't respect it because he he his idea was like, no, get the ball to the best player on the team who's going to score it every time. Yeah. <laughs> um, eventually, Tex Winter uh, can't even sit on the bench anymore during yeah. games because they butt heads uh, so much. Yeah. Jerry Krause noticed this and noticed, and then he paired up uh, Phil Jackson and Tex Winter mm-hmm. for them to work together. Right. And learn from Phil was learning from Tex. Exactly. Um, at a certain point, Doug Collins senses that uh, maybe his time as a co- head coach mm-hmm. is nearing an end. Uh, it actually happens, and this is right on the heels of the Bulls win. Did they win the Eastern Conference champ? Is that how it went down? I don't remember. Uh, no, they. It was in. Uh, wait. Uh, when did Phil come in? As the it was in ninety, right? Uh, Phil, Phil's first season as an assistant was 88, I think. Right. 88. And then and two then years later, they got to he, the Eastern Conference it. Finals yeah. in 89. Right. Mm, there you go. And, and lost to the Pistons. Six. Yeah. And then Doug Collins gets. That was the gets, furthest they'd been. Yeah. And then and, Collins gets fired, and then yeah. uh, they hire Phil as the head coach, and then they, they lose again <laughs> in 1990 uh, to the Pistons. Bastards. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, go but to they, game do, seven. Mm-hmm. they do instill the uh, triangle offense, right? Mm hmm. Where Pippin flourishes, 
Yeah. He and becomes, MG was very much against it. Like MG, he was he was not happy with the uh, trying to adjust to this new offense. He he figured like, what was it? Tech said, uh, "There's no I in team," and he said, "There's an I in win." <laughs> yep, <laughs> basically. Um, it I think the, all the the teammates go on the docu series. They go. It took them about a year mm-hmm. as a team to really buy into the triangle offense, and uh, from there they talk about. How, what you just mentioned, John, they lost again. Yeah, so they talk about the Detroit Pistons. Detroit Pistons were their nemesis. Yeah, they're right? the hurdle they had to get over, right? Yeah. And uh, in 19, they talk about the 1990 game, Game 7 against the Pistons, the Scottie Pippen migraine game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I now I have to I have to I have a, a soft spot for Scotty's position or, or uh, the the thing that happened to him there because I I do get migraines I've suffered from migraines my whole life and they're no joke <laughs> they're not, they're, uh, they're pretty debilitating so uh, when he says you can't see straight or he couldn't see or like that's a real thing so I I couldn't even imagine trying to play in a playoff game I mean it yeah. sucks the timing of it's obviously awful but you literally. It's it's truly debilitating. You cannot. I can't. I can barely function when I have a really bad one. So, um, I, as much as like I can tell, you know, Michael Jordan says, "Hey, he had a migraine. He says he had a migraine. What am I supposed to do about it?" <laughs> yep, exactly. You know, he like didn't, he, he didn't he, say anything against it. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen him say he has had a migraine since then. <laughs> well, <laughs> so well, I don't know also, if his pressure got to him or what. But well, he hasn't been in the spotlight all that much either. Yeah, but I'm saying the rest of that, his career. Gotcha. I don't remember him ever having to take a game off because of migraine. You know yeah. I mean? Okay. Well, well but I, but I, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying maybe it was just bad timing for that one to to come yeah. on. Maybe he didn't get them very often. But like I get one, like one every maybe sometimes once a week, and hmm. it's uh, well, it's bad. I, but I just heard on something that his dad passed away in the series against the Sixers uh, that you know a couple weeks earlier. Oh. Oh shit! So, yeah, so there was I, a lot I didn't going know. On. So I he didn't must have either. had a lot going on too. Yeah, yeah, that's probably. But you're right. Yeah. I've never heard about a migraine since. Yeah, <laughs> not when he guarded Magic. Not when uh, that's right. he was well, on the dream team. I think <laughs> MJ probably smacked the migraine right out of him. <laughs> um, but so, I remember really quick. I was 14. Watched that guy. My memory is it was on a Saturday, and. I was at uh, shout out Jared and Tim Hoyt's house watching the game, and I was like acting like a lunatic. His poor family, and I just went home. I walked home mad. And they're like, "Where are you going? Are we hanging out? It's Saturday." And I was like, "No, I'm gonna go home and mourn." <laughs> Damn, Scotty Pippen and his migraine. I probably went to the park after. Uh, maybe not the park. Or not that at, right after. I remember what time of day the game was, but I probably went to the park at some point, either that night or the next day, and just dunked my my sorrows away. <laughs> 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 just took it out. Every every dunk I made was a, a, on the piston somehow. <laughs> I mean, even John Sally talks about how 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 could Scotty Pippen play with a migraine? Like it's if you can't see, you can't, you can't see. No, no, you and can't. Then, it's, it's yeah. And you have to play against Rodman. Yeah. So no, you have yeah, a migraine yeah. and then play against Rodman. No, no, no. no. It's it's it, no. It's truly impossible. It's I guess the question is whether or not he actually had one. But I mm. mean, why would we question it, right? I mean, it's yeah. he's saying he had it. I don't think he would just cave and not want to play. Yeah. He tried to play, but he just couldn't finish yeah. the game. But yeah. So, so the, yeah, uh, the Bulls do lose Game Seven, um, but instead of taking their vacation during the yeah. summer. 
everyone kept working the next day yeah <laughs> yeah at the gym the next day bulking up so uh they mentioned how jordan had never weight trained before mm-hmm. but now because of the punishment he's been taking uh with the pistons he's he's like no i want to be the one doling out the, yeah. the punishments yeah and uh it's it's funny because i never really thought about uh, his physique, you know, in terms of like, he, oh, he was kind of skinny and then he became this jacked kind of you know, muscle guy. Mm-hmm. But when yeah. you see the, contra- the contrast between before and after, you really see like, holy shit, he really oh, yeah. put, on, he put on like 15 pounds of muscle. <laughs> like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. He went from 2 to 215, I think, as his trainer said. Uh, he was, yeah, they were like uh, every, what was it, every week or so or every, every period he'd have to put on five pounds. Yeah. And he just hit it. Yeah. Hit the mark every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. He came so back it's pretty impressive. Solid. Yeah, I mean, I remember. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You're sorry. Um, just real quick, personal story. Um, I was very lucky to meet Michael Jordan. All right. In November of 1990. Oof. So, fast forward four or five months from that piston loss, he's playing the Suns, and my one of my good friends at the time. His dad owns this little gym and someone calls him and says, Michael Jordan's here. He's just here working out. So when I'm, when we met him, point is Tim Grover was there with him when I didn't know who he was at the time. And, you know, fast forward a couple of years later and he becomes a semi famous figure. And you look back at the pictures and go, Oh, there he was. He was there. Yeah. Anyway. So the point is MJ had Tim Grover with him on the road. And yep. they were working out at local the gyms. night before a game. <laughs> and I think there was other interviews where he was like, Jordan even wanted to work out on game days. Yeah. And he says, as long as it doesn't affect his shooting, we'll just keep doing it. But yeah, he was super dedicated and yeah. and committed to that, obviously. Yeah. Nice name drop, though, Brian. Nice. nice. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I met Brian, it's the one, once a week I get that. Did you know I met MJ? <laughs> <laughs> And and you can't you got you got no retort you can't say anything. <laughs> yeah, no, I got I've got nothing. <laughs> and it's, well, uh, we're still as close as you and he are. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, and then like, I even remember uh, when Kobe went on that crazy, I think thirteen game stretch where he f- scored like an average of forty points a game. Mm-hmm. That season he had he had like. Bumped yeah. up a lot, yeah. like he was on the cover of I think Slam magazine, mm-hmm. and you could see like he was like jacked. Yeah. So I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. the guy's like serious. So, anyways, uh, Michael and the whole team get into it, get in the gym. Everyone's like uh, working out, crazy. And then he says this thing, a thing where, um, so wait, uh, sorry, the interviewer in the docuseries goes to Michael and goes, back then you were known as a spectacular performer. But not the winner that Magic and Larry were, Oof. and and Michael goes, yeah, that that was my one thing. Like yeah. that's that's what haunted him. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's, it bugged him a lot. And, and that yeah. was, you can see it still bugs him, even though he overcame that. that. Clearly, it still bothers him. Yeah, his his label. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Sean and I talk about that a lot about mm-hmm. how nobody. We, and we said it in a couple episodes ago, but how nobody really sees him that way. Yeah. Anymore. No one saw. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. And no one back then. And I remember having to argue with people about Michael Jordan because they said he's not a winner. He's just not a winner. He he's a scoring guy. He just can score. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
Even when he was winning, you know, defensive player of the year, they were still saying he's just a scorer. I'm like, when yep. he's off, yep. you know. But so people think of the, the it's that that sort of revisionist history where it's he just won everything all the time. It really yeah. wasn't that at all. I'm sure. Did you guys what? used to get the thing where he he's like, oh, he's like a ball hog, takes all the shots. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. A ball like hog. He, he averaged eleven point what eleven point six assists in one yeah. in the finals yeah. series in like the high. Yeah. That's he, still the highest yeah. assist ratio for right. And he's, pa- and he's but, passing to guys like Dave Corzine. Well, go back. You, YouTube, a, uh, there's an interview between him and Pat Riley. When Pat Riley was with NBC for that one year, 91. Mm-hmm. It was, I think it was in the, during the finals or right before the NBA finals in 91. He still hadn't won. And Pat even asked him, what does your legacy look like if you never win? I mean, that was, <laughs> think man. about that now. You watch that and think about where he is now. And him having to answer what his career and what his legacy would be like if he never won a title, because oh. it was a reality. Yeah. Anyway, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's it, really it really was interesting a, to watch now. Yeah. It really is looking back like this again. We've probably said this several times on the on this these episodes, but it's I'm glad people are getting to see the the before the championships. <laughs> well, <laughs> because yeah, that all people yeah. know all people know is that he won six championships, and that's anytime yeah. anyone argues for him being the goat, it's six championships. But there was so much that makes him the goat before that came before those championships. Yeah. yeah. And uh, to that point, uh, during these workouts, Michael really got on his teammates. Apparently. Yeah. Always yelling and always like. like yeah, upset. He, this is where he made it his point. Like I, he took on the role <laughs> of I'm gonna insp- I, I, inspire. Is probably the wrong word. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm gonna become <laughs> the tyrant. I will become the tyrant that they need yeah. to be to be toughened up and to get through these playoffs. What did Horace uh, call him? The screaming devil. Yeah. Screaming devil, <laughs> yeah. and like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so apparently, Pippin benefited the most out of all these workouts and all this, this pushing from uh, Michael's side. Yeah, because Pip gets stronger and everything, and uh, uh, then they they go back to the uh, series between the Bulls and the Pistons, where. Uh, just like horse ground was getting beaten up and he started yeah. whining to the refs about it mm-hmm. but then everyone's like no stop it like stop yeah. whining to them like it's not gonna like, that's just, what they want they're just, exactly just you're, they're right. just getting in your head yeah which is exactly what they want um but with all their work and all the, the what is it in the 91 series pistons versus bulls the bulls handle the pistons yeah. up to a, a 3-0 lead right at one yep. point and then uh, it gets a bit uh, touchy during the game where Rodman actually hits Pippin like yeah. with a flagrant. Yeah, shoves and him right into the stands. Yep, into the front <laughs> row, into the the, of the baseline there, yeah, into the photographers. And but but the th- what Michael Jordan was happy about is that Pippin never reacted. He exactly. sat there, gathered his composure, got up and kept playing, and then was and then like dunked on the next play or something. Yep. And yeah, and yeah, apparently everyone was like, oh, once Pippin react to that shove everyone knew that it was over so uh yeah. the bulls do end up beating the pistons and uh right at the end of the game just a bit before the end of the game apparently lambier uh goes into isaiah's isaiah thomas's ear and tells him we're not we're not going to shake their hands yeah right well this this is a thing too the hold on a second because right away isaiah the bitch that he is 
he he and i hate bill lambeer so i'm happy for bill lambeer to get any credit for this whatsoever but he right away throws lambeer lambeer told me to do it lambeer yeah. told me to do it so this is what we did and then yeah. it's when sorry i'm just gonna this this one really pissed me off we get into but it Let's yeah, go. It, yeah it's go. so right away he's got the excuse lambeer told me to do it then it's oh well this is just how it was done because the year before when we got yeah. or when we got through past the the Pistons, uh, sorry, when the Pistons got past the the Celtics, oh, that's you know they they walked off the court. It's just how it was done. So we've well, got yeah. Lambeer told me to do it, and it's just how it was done. And look what the Celtics did to us. He's yeah. such a bitch. <laughs> so so the way okay, so the way okay. Isaiah explains it <clears throat> is that uh, Boston was was their nemesis, was their mountain that they had to get over. And when the Pistons eventually beat Boston, Adrian Dantley was still taking a foul shot during the game and the Celtics were walking off the court. And what was it? Paxson was saying, no, no, like like the Celtics shook the Pistons' hands. So why didn't the Pistons shake our hands? And Isaiah's like, no, no, no. The Celtics were walking off the court mm -hmm. and he went out and grabbed McHale and then McHale shook his hand. And that's what everyone sees, the yes. part where McHale shakes his right. hand. So that's Isaiah's... Excuse me. He's like saying, "Well, that's just the way it was done back then. We didn't care. It was fine for us, so we just followed suit." Yes, but look, even no. look at the what he says. <clears throat> I went and grabbed Mikhail. Why? Yeah, because he was pissed that the Celtics were walking off the court, yeah. so he grabbed exactly. Mikhail to say, "Hey, no, you shake my hand," and he made Mikhail shake his hand, and then they walked off the court. He was just as pissed. Had they never not grabbed Mikhail, he would have been just as pissed. Yep. Oh, I'm fired up about and this asshole. In the bad boys, <laughs> in the bad boys, thirty for thirty, they confirmed that Lambeer was the one who instigated started it. Started it. Yeah. However, if Isaiah is the team leader, he he can either squash it or go with it. Right. And so it's all on him. That's uh, right. But I just it's not I, on Lambeer. Exactly. It's not on he, Isaiah. He was absolutely the leader of that team. And for him, if he's just going to be a little like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Well, Lambeer told me to do it. <laughs> Oh, but I but love. I love. You can't say I'm one of the best ten guys, and I deserve to be on the dream team. But then I follow whatever Bill. Yeah, Lambeer whatever says. Lambeer says, the goon no, Lambeer says, whatever he says, no, I dude. do it. So but, I, I want to. Yeah, go. Yeah, for go it. ahead. No, no, I was gonna say. I just, I just love. If we're gonna talk, I'm sure this is what we're gonna talk about. But I, I love how MJ's response to when they show him the clip. Well, of I want talking. to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to give praise to two two things two things in like uh, sports cinematic uh whatever whatever <laughs> the part where uh the who, who whichever cameraman yeah had the know-it-all to follow isaiah while they're walking out yes. during yeah. the game yes oh my gosh that Perfect. guy bravo like and it's been it's been like mimicked, right? The way Isaiah's walking out, he's his shoulders are like curled yeah, up. He, once he, 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 he actually ducks. He duck. Yeah, Brian. Yeah. He he ducks. They duck, but <clears throat> as they're walking by the Bulls bench, <laughs> making him even more of a bitch. You're um, you're gonna do this, and then you're gonna like not look them in the eyes as you walk by their bench. Oh, and, and, and maybe the quote of the in first five episodes was from Horace Grant. He said, "Go ahead, Sean." You go they walked no, off no, like you, no, no. You go. You go, you do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know neither of us can actually remember the full quote. <laughs> straight, we're straight up bitches. Right. Up. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. You, was, were, yeah. you were not supposed to swear. I apologize. That <laughs> so, was perfect. So, yeah, and um, 
also the part where the for the last dance where they 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 decide to show Michael the video yes, oh, of so Isaiah good. explaining himself. This is one this of my favorite part parts of the entire eight episodes. The entire eight episode. This is my, probably one of my top five parts. Yeah. So, uh, as they hand him like the, the I don't know the the tablet or the iPad or whatnot to show him the video, Mike doesn't even want to press play. He goes, "It's all bullshit." Like you, you can't you can't yeah. show me any you can show me anything you want. No way you can convince me he wasn't an asshole. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so good. So he's so just as angry as I am now. He was he's just as angry as <laughs> or even more angry, obviously, because he actually dealt with it. But I, I just remember I re- vividly remember watching that game and going, These assholes are walking <laughs> off the court. They don't even have the balls. To be sportsmen, yeah. uh, to to show some sportsmanship and Shit, shake yeah. the Bulls' hands, yeah. And that that's what <clears throat> MJ's point was too. Is that, you know, don't give me this bullshit about uh, it was just the way it was done. He goes, you go back and watch both times we lost. I lost hard game. They beat the shit out of these guys. The Pistons beat the Bulls up, and then they still bit their tongues, went over yeah. and congratulated them, shook their hands. You know, because that's what you do. That's what you're supposed to do. And it's, it's you show that you're, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a whole this whole thing about oh, it's just the way it was done. Show me one other time it was done besides the Celtics. I don't yeah. know any any time that yeah, was exactly. done. Exactly. Yeah. There was no precedence no. for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just to show respect to the people who beat you. That's it. That's all it is. They they were the better team, and you you show that respect not just to the team but to the game itself. You know, anyway, it but they were the bad. It would have even been different. If they walked off after the game was over, right? right? I mean, it would have still would have been disrespectful, but the fact they okay, left yeah. before the game was even over, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <sighs> no, just I forget it. I can't stand them. Can we, can we move on? You guys no, are, I want to talk about done? this for the rest of the episode. <laughs> are you ready yeah. to move on? I've been waiting, I've been waiting since the last time we recorded to talk to about this. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, yeah, so they they get past the Pistons. Now they're in the finals against the Lakers. Yeah, I, uh, can, I, I will just say that this this was, and I'm sure Brian feels the same way. This was, this was all probably as good as, if not better, than winning the championship itself was getting past the Pistons. Yes. And even though I hated 100%. how the Pistons reacted, I I almost liked it because it showed me how crappy they were. And <laughs> yeah, it, it, like it was as much as I hated it, it also was so sort of fulfilling, so fulfilling at the same time. <laughs> like I kind of enjoyed watching them be little assholes because that's just well, showed that's, everybody like who they, they validated. Were. Yeah. They validated everything yeah. that you thought about them. Yeah, exactly. The whole time. Exactly. So that, so yeah, but then to see them get onto the, the finals and ultimately play my original childhood hero, Mike, Magic Johnson, that was huge for me. Yeah. So, um, it's air versus magic. Uh, game one goes to the Lakers. On a last, I, think, I don't know if it was last second, but it was a it was last a, shot, yeah, a three-point shot by the, Sam yeah. Perkins. Yeah. Um, and everyone's like, "Well, look, look at that. The the Lakers are doing well. They're going to beat the Bulls." Yeah. But then people were already writing them off after game one. Michael was like, "Wait, we didn't play well, mm-hmm. and we had a chance to win." Mm-hmm. So right there is an indication. And I, you know what? I don't ever want to give that edge to Michael. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, yeah, like <laughs> no. You can't make it close and make him feel like frustrated because yeah. then he'll come back stronger next yeah. game, yeah. which he actually does. Oh, he sure does. 
he goes off and then the uh i don't know they, they didn't even spend much time on this but within the clips that they included for that second game mm-hmm. is the infamous hand switch layup that michael yeah. does yeah yep. and i remember watching that game on television when i was a kid and i was like well that was unnecessary yeah <laughs> that was my only you reaction even even i was when i first saw it i was like Oh, that was cool, but like, what was it for? I didn't understand what. And people will still, even to this day, argue. And yeah. it was, it was a spectacular move, as Marvel yeah, says. Yeah, absolutely. But you, when you see the different angles of it, you realize that Sam Perkins was coming right. He jumped. He stepped right in front of him, so he had no choice but to actually do something else. He was gonna dunk it, but then Sam Perkins, who's like seven feet right. tall, was stepped yep. right into him on his yeah. right side, and he, he there's no way he could have gotten over him. So because he was, he had jumped from too far out. So that yeah. switch was actually necessary. Well, it wasn't necessary, but it's, it, was, it was an improvised necessi- necessity. If I remember correctly, they already had the game. So for me, the unnecessary is like, no. Well, why? But what, we- so, okay, but so but what would you have done then? Just let no, the no, ball no, no, go out of his hands. It was more on a. It was more on a. Well, no. Now you're just rubbing it in their face. <laughs> <laughs> you can do this. Great. No, I think. Well, that's just MJ's you know, imp- improvisational skills. True, he was just true. able to improvise yeah. in the air like that. But yeah, um, I know people are saying, well, yeah, you'll defend anything Michael Jordan does. But really, when you go back and look at the, <laughs> the different angles, you'll see that he had to do something. Whether it was yeah. switch hands or just let the ball go and do a floater. Something mm. had to be done because he wasn't getting over Sam Perkins. So uh, they actually, the MJ plays great, and Pippin also decides to guard mm-hmm. Magic. Yes. Oh, yes. Full court. Well, because yeah. yeah. MJ gets in foul trouble. Yeah. So they put Pip on him, which was a game and changer. Locked him I down. I was watching the like the clips that they were including, and so Pippin is six seven, six seven, six eight, mm-hmm. six seven, I think. Lanky, mm-hmm. like big wingspan. And active, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's that's with the skills of a guard, ter- terrible. Yeah. I would not want to face like yeah. that guy is defending me. Yeah, and and he bulked up with MJ over the yeah. summer too, so he he was he was strong at this point, and he was and still of shorter than Magic. Still shorter than Magic. That's true. Magic six nine, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but he was he locked Magic down, man, end yep. to end. Yeah, um, they actually get to. Uh, game five, right? They, they, I think they had like a three-one lead at that point. Yeah. And then uh, during the game, uh, during one of the huddles, uh, Phil Jackson goes to Michael and goes, "Michael, who's open?" Mm. And he answers, "Paxson." Mm-hmm. So then that made Pat him pass the ball. <laughs> yeah, understand it. Yeah. Okay, well, and he says that he, <laughs> I love whenever they cut to Paxson yeah. during the docu series. Yeah. Because he's very, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, this happened. Yeah, yeah. I, just l- yeah. I was lucky to be there. <laughs> I was there. I, I hit a weird shot. I won yeah. the game. Whatever. That was a weird shot. That one back in the yes, 85. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, uh, like yeah, the, no, he, he every was... Time they, uh, go ahead, Brian. Sorry. Every time they show Paxson, my son goes, that's Paxson? Yeah, I know. <laughs> he kind of looks like no a Hell's Angels biker with <laughs> yeah. Bill, Man- yeah. Bill Winnington. Yeah, yeah, but I lo- I love that, you know, MJ is like, okay, uh, let's see how this works. He pass- The first time he pass- he drives... They double team him. He kicks the ball to Paxson. And Paxson hits a shot, and MJ's like, "Hmm, okay, all right, all right, like, yeah. Let's, let's see how this goes now." And it, he kept doing it, and then Paxson kept hitting the shots. And and I understand, like from an opponent's an, an opponent's point of view, yeah. I rather hope that Paxson misses than to leave MJ get to the basket. Yeah, Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. 
So and then it just it just so happened that Paxton was hitting his shot. Yeah, and you're good on Paxton for you know that's, that's a lot of pressure. All of a sudden, Michael Jordan's passing you the ball probably for the first time in your career mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the finals, and you're hitting those shots. Good for him. You know, similar to Steve Kerr in that respect. I, I look at how Paxton's reacting to all this stuff, like the doc series and everything, and I I I have a feeling that he's a very confident dude. Like no yeah. no no. I always had this. Like yeah. I, I was, I was gonna hit it. Well, like, I mean, listen. Me at the, at the end of the day, these guys are all pros, right? They all made it True. to the pros, and they True. all have to have. They were all probably the best players in their high schools. They were probably mm. all the, you know, one of the top players in their colleges. Mr. Basketball. And yeah. if they're if they're on the starting five, they're definitely one of the top players on the team. True. So they have to have com- that confidence already. It's just that yeah. Matt, Michael had to have the confidence in them to be able to hit the shot, and so he can give the ball once in a while. So uh, they actually uh, they win. It's their first championship. Michael, you maybe you guys could talk about this scene. I think it's like one of the iconic scenes. Yeah. Uh, f- yeah. So first of all, like I said, um, it, it was just incredible to see, to watch my two childhood heroes come together in the, in the finals. It was so crazy because I'd been such a Lakers fan before MJ came along. And then like a, I still, I was always a Magic fan, a Magic Johnson fan. And, uh, so to see how that would like the 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 torch was literally being passed from one of my idols to the to the other and and that was Michael's hurdle too right this was Michael's first opportunity to prove him all those all those naysayers and critics wrong that he he could actually win a championship and so when he finally did it I mean I remember I was watching the game with my friend Jason Bender my my best friend from high school and. Uh, we were sitting on a, on a, in a small room in my, my mom's, you know, we lived in a townhouse at the time, single mom and all that stuff. And, uh, we were on a floor in this little room and, uh, it was over and it was almost like we were in stunned silence. <laughs> like, I think both of us were kind of choked up and, uh, because we are, had been both fa- fans from the beginning and, and he, we were just sat there and staring at the TV and, and we're like, oh, like almost like, oh, okay, that's it. We, we can breathe now. It's over. Like we can, he actually <laughs> did it. He actually yeah. did it, and then then we started celebrating. But uh, is, well, how was your experience, Brian? Um, again, I was at a friend's house, um, and I don't think his family cared much about basketball. But I had them <laughs> captivated, held them hostage, watching the game, uh-huh. and I remember the same. I lived a couple streets away from him, and some big people were going to play some pickup basketball that night. I pretty sure it was a Wednesday and I remember running home pumping my fist and screaming down the street like a crazy person <laughs> uh, all the way home uh, to the same just elated excited yeah. you know yeah. my childhood hero had done it and yeah. somehow it related to me somehow <laughs> yeah yeah I think that's how we all but that's the thing when you follow someone through all those all before all the championships and through all those getting all the critics saying he couldn't do it and all the and getting trying to get through the pistons and they finally did that and then it was like for me it was like a big sigh of relief like oh my god finally people can't say he'll never win a championship again it's it's it was so and then besides that to see him win like sitting in the locker room and this is something that uh, we've all seen a million times even if you're a kid you've probably seen this picture a million times but him hugging the trophy and crying I don't think I had seen that few seconds leading up to that point where he was crying. He's sitting by himself. And so for the first time, we see him sitting there, and he's just sort of stoic. He's got a little bit of a smile on his face. And then his dad sits next to him and puts his arm around him, and he Jordan just loses it. Yeah. He's, oh, like, and he's yeah. just sobbing. 
And it, you can see he just needed his dad. It, it, the fact that his dad put his arm around him, like that was it. And that was like, oh no, <laughs> I'm yeah. like choked up all over again. You know, it was it was such a such a moving moment. And to see because you you could see that connection with his dad. Like you know, he was just kind of almost almost waiting for his dad to give him the approval to like let loose, man. <laughs> you know. It was it was so uh, very moving, very moving moment for sure. And I, again, I'd never seen that before. That little, that little few seconds before he started crying. Yeah, they even tapped into like they asked. I think it was Will Purdue. Mm-hmm. He's like narrating the whole mm-hmm. scene, and he's like, the only emotions we ever saw from him was anger and frustration. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're like, is this guy human? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, then yeah, the everybody was was like stunned to see him show that yeah. type of emotion yeah so yeah. that's pretty good cool. and I, I think at one point when michael jordan's crying you can actually hear him saying I'm, I'm just so happy i'm just so happy yeah you know and then then he goes over to uh he goes to see magic in the tunnel yeah. in the tunnel yeah. and uh they hug and magic was saying you know that he was magic was crying they were both kind of teared up and Ma- michael was crying and you know thanking him and i and I, that's I, yeah yeah it was I, another great moment that's what I want to say. It's like um, the great thing about Michael, even though he is like uh, the goat, as many call him, or the greatest at a, a, a lot of things, um, is that he recognized that there were greats before him, yeah. like that he needed to live up to, and that he had as like as like I don't know uh, an end goal, or he, yeah, 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 and. He he gives them proper 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 respect. Yeah, like he's the way he talks about Larry and Magic, and how he wanted to be them, and beat them. Yeah, is great. I find that's what speaks to his greatness. Because if you don't, if you're out the gate and you're like I'm the best, but yeah. you're like, he you yeah. have to beat the best to yeah. get to 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 even have the chance to speak your name in that. Uh, and with, I think that trickled down to, uh, maybe Brian can see, I'll see if Brian agrees with me, but it, I, for me, that's, that was, it, he, we, he led by example because like I never, when I, when he was going through all that and trying to prove himself, I never felt like he's the best and screw Dr. J and screw Magic mm-hmm. Johnson and screw Larry Bird and, it was like no, like I, I was like yeah, those are the guys. Like I, I love Michael Jordan, he's my guy, but those are the guys, and he's trying to live up to those expectations, and he's trying. To, they're the barometer to what he's got to meet at meet, and um, they're the standard by which he he holds, you know, what he holds himself to, and he's he want, trying to like um, surpass them or or at least be on the same level as them. And he and he for me, even though I defended him to all my friends all the time, uh, he was he wasn't the greatest until he actually yeah. proved himself yeah. whereas i think nowadays it's like because of who we have leading the, the you know by example uh and i won't mention any, any names <coughs> lebron um he it's like he's <laughs> declaring himself the greatest in the world yeah. he's declaring yeah, himself so it's like all all his f- fans are not i'm not all his fans but a lot of his young fans are yeah screw everybody that came before we don't want to hear about those idiots uh, LeBron's the greatest ever, which is you know it's uh, debatable Very again. But Trumpian. Oh no, yes, right? yes. Good, 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 <laughs> oh my God. Self-proclaimed good, good the reference. Best. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Hey, I haven't done anything yet, but I am the best there ever yeah, was. Yeah, mm. yeah, I know the most. I uh, <laughs> I'm the best at this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you but, put a uh, tattoo exactly. on your back that says "chosen one" before mm. you've even played a minute. Yeah, exactly. Let's get it. Yes. Yeah, so. um, but I agree with you. I was a Magic fan. Before Jordan two, growing up here on the western side of the United States, the 80s 
the sports was more regional, so Magic was close. Yeah. The Suns were terrible. Um, <laughs> but So I had that same admiration that these guys were up here and Jordan mm-hmm. had to get to there, yeah. even though he was my favorite player. Mm-hmm. So I it's just weird that that's says. that's like that's that's genuinely how you and I felt, and it's just not. It doesn't feel like that's what happens anymore. It feels like you're you just you just argue for your guy no matter what. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of uh, some greater greatest players, uh, we're, we're jumping into episode five at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the episode starts off with a nice message it says in loving memory of Kobe Bryant. Mm. Which I don't know about you guys, but right off the bat, I was nervous. Oh man, I don't know if I'm ready for this. <laughs> Which I, I was really nice, and I loved it. But isn't it interesting that he's the only person who's been acknowledged as passing away? You no mean David Stern? Oh, no Jerry, Jerry Krause. Krause? Oh yeah, I get it. None of the yeah. other people. Yeah, yeah that's the point. Int- maybe that's, because no, it's yeah, so it's recent. It. And, 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 and David Stern was passed away for was it January I think right like not long right. before uh, Kobe yeah. right not not yet didn't too soon before just interesting I I oh, don't know good maybe, point maybe I don't know I hate this documentary <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's because they were so close that we didn't know about I, I know. think yeah, yeah I think yeah that's true I think Michael Jordan does call him his little brother so um, or there there is an actual segment yeah about Kobe like I we all like it was what three five f- five minutes it's maybe, probably five that minutes, whole yeah. Kobe segment Max. yeah but there was a segment dedicated like about him mm-hmm. which was great I, I love yeah. I loved seeing how he came into the league and was ready to take everybody one-on-one in the all-star yeah. game <laughs> yeah that was so yeah. good and MJ's um, like yeah 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 let's do this and they called him yeah. my favorite is he called him the little Laker boy <laughs> yeah yeah and so uh, good I thought the coolest part, sorry, going back to what you just said about Magic and Larry, showing that little dynamic, you know, six years after the Dream Team, Larry and Magic are definitely in the rearview mirror, and it's still, I don't know, there's still some cool about Magic and Larry and Jordan being together. Yes, they're talking, yeah. Yeah. They're they're talking in the tunnel coming out of the the, uh, the locker room, and they're like, wouldn't you want a piece of him right now? Like, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you want yeah, to take a cool. like talking to yeah. MJ? Because Larry Bird was actually coach of that Eastern Conference right. team, yeah. right? And yeah. I just want to point out that uh, look, Larry Bird coached for two years. He said he was only going to coach for two years. He actually wins Coach of the Year <laughs> one of those years. What do you, what's That's your my point? statement? <laughs> uh, also. <laughs> Excellent statement. <laughs> while, while he's prepping the Eastern team for the All Star game, yeah, Coach uh, Bird is he goes. While we're here, we might as well win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. <laughs> Which yeah, yeah. for me is like the best because yeah. that's quintessential Larry, Larry Bird. Bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like eh, Perfect, it's got the, yeah. it's got the he, he speaks as though he's just sort of nonchalant and but yeah. he's one of the hardest working guys ever in the NBA. <laughs> while we're here, might as well win. Yeah, might as well win this one. Might as well win. Um. So there's that. Uh, d- they show some uh, a clip about MJ versus Kobe mm-hmm. during the game, which is really cool. Uh, they actually show Kobe, uh, like recent Kobe in I think in their living room or something, talking about yeah. MJ, talking about how his relationship with MJ. So that was very moving. I'm I'm actually glad they included that. 
Yeah, and and, yeah. and the, what I was I think I brought I was as I was mentioning before what was said by Kobe was I think the first time I'd ever heard him actually say that he credits Jordan with basically his whole career. <laughs> yeah. He said, you know, yes. I I I, uh, I I don't have five championships if it wasn't for his guidance, you know, if because yeah. he, he even when he was a rookie he he said that he asked Michael Jordan about his fadeaway and and Michael Jordan said he yes. broke it he said Michael Jordan broke it down in very great detail um about how he how he shot his fadeaway and uh he said hey you know what here's my phone number if you ever have any questions give me a call if you ever want to talk to me a call and and so i guess Co- he immediately became a, a mentor for kobe and yeah. a big brother and so kobe full out you know ad- owns up to it like, like if there's if it wasn't for his guidance i wouldn't have five championships which is pretty pretty cool to, of someone like kobe to say uh, meaning that you know kobe had the same mentality that, mo- that you know that mamba mentality and all that stuff where he was a killer to say that he owed something to somebody else yeah. Uh, in That's terms cool. of even his championships, like, whew, that was cool. And, yeah. and MJ cool. at the Kobe Memorial made it sound like Kobe utilized that phone number almost more than Jordan wanted yeah. to yeah. initially. <laughs> yeah. And I think any, anybody who, who's, who was friends with Kobe or, or knew Kobe, he, they said that he, he was just – he wanted to learn constantly. Yeah. And so that he would, yeah. they, if it was a, whether it was about movie making, whether it was about business, he would call all the best business people or best movie makers yeah. he knew and pick their brains for hours and hours and hours. And I guess that's, you know, where Jordan came in. He's like, listen, man, <laughs> like it's two o'clock in the morning. I can't teach you my footwork <laughs> things right now. Yeah. But <laughs> Which is a really like... interesting dynamic that I think I like about Kobe a, a lot is that he's not afraid to ask mm-hmm. and doesn't yeah. seem like a Jordan characteristic. You don't right. really, there's no history of him, you know, picking people's brains, just him he, yeah. grinding through the brick wall. Yeah. He would study, anyway. he would probably would study tape about his, you know, other players and stuff like that, but he would never, right. uh, he's more reserved and more like, um, introverted, I guess. Uh, right. and so, yeah, he, uh, for sure. It, it was, it was like that was a sign of weakness. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a difference between like someone as like let's say Sean, I'd be calling you every night. Say, hey, what's this you said about the Jordan Six again? But like, <laughs> I would the thing I would never actually take that information and do anything good with it. <laughs> but you'd see that Kobe would pick people's brains yeah. and then he'd like win. He'd yeah, become a champion. He win he'd win award. a freaking Oscar. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. so it didn't just end up in him taking all the information and forgetting yeah. half of it. He'd actually. Apply switch it. it into something amazing so yeah. um well some some like professional sneaker people you can't ask any questions of that's they right. don't want you to dm them. Don't, no, no dms yeah. nothing yeah they get annoyed but sean's yeah. sean's a different breed yeah. <laughs> DM, all, dm all you want oh man breed. if you knew how many often i'm answering dms you have you have no idea <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh Jordan wins the MVP of that All-Star game. Uh, and then David Stern actually jokes about it and says, I'll only give you the trophy if you promise to come back next yeah. year. Yeah. And that's when they talk about um, MJ playing his last game oh. at uh, Madison Square Garden. Mm. And at that point, he decides to, well, it's the first pair of shoes I wore here. So it's going to, for the last time I play here, I'm also going to wear my Jordan ones. Yeah. That was that was cool footage to see that. that really, I've never, yeah. We've never seen that. We've seen obviously footage of wearing them, but to see him lacing them up and talking yeah. about them with the players in the in the, in the uh, locker room, 
but how he you yeah. know these you weren't you weren't you weren't even born when these were I was wearing these you know <laughs> oh so cool I, I love I could I could yeah. literally watch if there was a, another docu series of just MJ lacing up his sneakers I would watch that the live. <laughs> there's something <laughs> fascinating about him wa- lacing up Air Jordans just like we all lace up Air Jordans yeah he's lacing up his Air Jordans before every game he doesn't have someone do it like he yeah. does it himself he does yeah. it himself you see him like you know evening out the laces at the yes. top to see oh my god it was so cool <laughs> I'm sure he goes inside out. Yeah, I'm, yeah, just gonna, yeah. I'm just gonna say oh, that. Oh, anybody goes outside inside is a psychopath. <laughs> um, so uh, they take that cue and they go back in time uh, to Michael signing his first endorsements. Yeah. Right? Uh, they get David Falk uh, to speak on this. Right, that's his agent. Um, and he had the idea. So basketball is a team sport, but he noticed how all the individual sports. Uh, players like uh, for tennis and all would get like the best type of deals and he yeah. wanted to set up a um it's the same kind of marketing plan for michael mm-hmm. and turn him into a quote-unquote tennis player yeah and then they go through all the uh different uh shoe brands that they wanted to that uh, came up with a pitch that was yeah. converse right yeah. and how converse had all these superstars on their, everybody uh, Converse, uh, the converse was uh, the nba is yeah, like own own like our Converse owned like the NBA pretty pretty much. It was all the major stars in the NBA were wearing Converse at the time. Yeah, and I, rem- uh, and I remember that commercial. Yeah, Magic oh, yeah. was Converse. Uh, mm-hmm. Bird, Bernard King. Yeah, Isaiah uh, Aguirre, Kevin McHale. Kevin McHale. Right? Kevin McHale. Yeah, I mean Dr. J was he wasn't a part of the weapons commercial, but before that, you know, every everybody was Converse. All the major stars were Converse, and I think that's where Converse. When he met with Converse, they were like, "We can't see us giving you." sort of quote-unquote more attention than all of these the other superstars. bigger yeah. superstars who have proved themselves in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's not what Michael was looking for. Not that he wanted to be treated like a superstar but as on, the, on their level, but and certainly he wanted to be seen as different than them and not just get another Converse weapon <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or another Converse Pro Star or whatever it was. I'm sure David Falk didn't want that either. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, of course. Less um, money. Then they, went, they talked about Adidas. Which was the yeah. preferred brand? Yeah, he wanted for Adidas. Michael. He was a fan of Adidas. Yeah, and uh, Adidas was like, "Look at uh, right, right where we are right now. We can't be making a shoe for him." Yeah, which which is like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> but I don't think I don't think because they're such a European brand, I don't think they they saw basketball as a as a real big market for them so but. no and to and to their defense it wasn't until larry and magic that basketball became a thing right where you can actually market yeah, exactly right? and that had only been a few years right by this point well, and like and like sean said everybody was wearing the same shoes like mm-hmm. it wasn't a magic shoe it wasn't a bird no. shoe true and like that, you got a you got a lakers magic got a lakers colorway but yeah, it's right. the exact same shoe that magic that bird's wearing it's just a different colorway so yeah yeah, that was technically a magic and a bird shoe, mm-hmm. but it's the exact same shoe, just a different color. So you, you weren't getting yeah. your. No one had their own sig- signature, signature s- sneaker. No, so it wasn't. Um, a, I don't think that they were dissing Jordan. They just no, no, it wasn't no, no. done. Yeah, and Nike exactly. Was the only one who just kind of took a flyer, which uh, Sean or Chris, you probably have the stats, but I mean, the numbers are crazy. What yeah. they made and what, what they, they expect, projected. expected yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, right, exactly. So, um, at the end of year four, they were hoping to sell three million. Yeah, 
for the after Air the Jordan fourth release. year of the Air Jordan release. Yeah, after the fourth year, but at the right. end of year one, they sold for one hundred and twenty-seven million, <laughs> I mean, which is just like what? that's what? insane. And this is back in the eighties, eighty-five, eighty-four, eighty-five. Like, yeah, numbers these days that, those would be great numbers. No? Yes, yes, <laughs> right. Oh, and yeah. they, and this and the shoes were sixty-five dollars each. How many units are right? you selling? <laughs> But we should we should back up just for a, a split second, just because uh, yeah. it, we have to give a lot of credit to Michael Jordan's mother and father for True. this actually happening. Because Michael Jordan didn't even want to take the meeting with Nike. No. Michael Jordan so, was like uh, golfing, and his his mother's like, Michael, they booked you a meeting. Like, show up to the meeting. You're gonna go to the meeting. And yeah. then they, he went and was in, and that they offered him two hundred fifty thousand dollars, which was I think they said at the time, like the stars were getting about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. So to give right. the, a rookie who hadn't proved himself yet uh, t- an offer of two hundred fifty thousand dollars, that's when his dad came in and goes, "You have to be stupid if, you're, if to not take that. It's it's it's, it's a lot of money, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's the best it's the best deal they were offered by far. And I but I still think about Michael Jordan tried to go back to Adidas and say, if you can match this deal, I'll, I'll sign <laughs> with you guys. Uh, but they didn't, obviously. So, but yeah. Um, it's, it's, but then to yeah. see like the projection of that three million dollars in four years and to get one hundred twenty six in one year. Oh my so God, that's crazy. We can thank uh, MJ's mom for bringing him to Nike. Yep. Right. And I guess we can thank David Falk for having the idea of pairing their air soles, yeah. their new technology with Jordan and yeah. calling him Air Jordan. Right. Brilliant. Right. It's uh, the perfect I mean, name. If, is that, if you read the book Shoe Dog, how Phil Knight built Nike. You know, or Blue Ribbon Sports, whatever mm-hmm. it started as. It was, and he was a track guy at Oregon. Yep. And so, I mean, Nike had some basketball shows or shoes before that, but they really were a track company. Yeah. Yep. Or a yep. running shoe company. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the yeah. way that they pitched it is they, they saw Nike as the upstart, yep. right? They were only making mm-hmm. more track shoes and whatnot. And so they had, yep. they had nothing to lose yeah. by giving this guy his own shoe, right? I mean, do you think about it? he? He is Nike. Like he, he's responsible oh, for. That. 100%. I mean, yeah. he, he should be the head of Nike at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really because he was head of the like the Wizards, yeah. uh, you know, management. And come on, Kwame Brown. He, he, um, so <laughs> uh, let's get back to the docu series uh, where uh, they talk about his endorsements. Uh, he, this Michael Jordan signing all this, like Wilson basketball, McDonald's. And then they get some nice quotes. There's one that's really cool from, uh, um, I think it's Nas. He's I like, think, I think it's Nas. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, it was like a lightsaber. Yeah. Like you you needed a, a the shoe to be yeah. like him. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Uh, I actually wrote that one down myself. Yeah. Yeah. You, it was like a kid having a lightsaber. It's like you, yeah. you want to have a shoe so you could feel like you were him. So yeah. cool. Yeah. By, it's by it's so way, true. Of all the people, we get Nas and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> to give a cameo about Jordans, like those are the first two people you think yeah. of. Yeah, I mean, not Nas, is, Nas, Nas has got like, a lot one. of respect in the, in the culture and that stuff, but it's uh, the yeah, Justin Timberlake, Timberlake is kind of new. I guess they were showing like both sides yeah, of the culture. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! You know what I mean? Like, there's the real gritty and 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 uh, authentic culture, and then there's Justin Timberlake. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't don't tell me you mowed lawns and to get money to go stand in line at yeah. Foot Locker. 
that means you came way late in the game. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he's young though too. He's younger, right? So I guess he was. Of uh, course. Yeah. Well, he was but, in the, uh, the Disney whatever. He had his Disney. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, it's true. Right? That's true. He was. <laughs> but he didn't true. have the plug. He was already a millionaire. He didn't have the plug, <laughs> so he had to stand in line. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. funny. Uh, then they talk about again with the endorsements. They start talking about the commercials and how they they got Spike Lee, yeah. who had yeah. uh, he had this character called Mar- Mars Blackmon for um, his movie uh, She's Got to Have It. That was the first one of the first movies. Yeah, and yeah, that's uh, that's the first. Yeah, when when they brought Mar- Mars on the scene was that was just so it was, that was for the threes in '88, and that was the first. I, I had just been in obviously of been in love with the twos and all that stuff and the the imagination commercial but then all of a sudden we see these black and white air jordan commercials mm. with in a dark gym and it's like what and he's just this guy talking non-stop <laughs> yeah it no was mars. so cool <laughs> yeah no mars no, no mars, mars. Yeah, yeah yeah and like it's just funny to have him just repeat the same line over yeah. and over yeah and over. no mars so no cool mars. <laughs> yeah yeah um but and then it's cool to see MJ add this tidbit. He's like, "Look, my game did all my talking." Yeah, like in all these contract negotiations for endorsements and everything. He goes, uh, "If I were scoring two points a game, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be getting any of this." Yeah, right? exactly. So he goes, "That's why my game did all my talking yeah. for me." And I was like, "Man, this this guy knows who he is, right? Yeah. He's not trying to pull the wool over anyone's. Like this is this yeah. is what he is. This is what you what you're getting. Exactly. I love that." Um, they bring us back to the uh, his last game in uh, at Medicine Square Garden, where he has uh, his socks are soaked with blood yeah. because he's wearing the Jordan ones. Yeah, because he, he had brought the thirteens to play, and which was that year's model, and uh, he brought those to play to switch out to in case he had you know his feet were killing him, and his, at half he was feet were already bleeding, and he said, "I was playing so well, I didn't want to stop wearing them." <laughs> yeah, I like that too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they they get through that. Uh, that's kind of our last glimpse of the Chicago ones for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they jump to. Oh, but uh, before we jump, it just I just yep. I just like to say also that this put an end to all the um, speculation that they may have been the retro, the first retro ones, the '95 ones, because uh. a lot of people are like assuming because well, it's 1998, the retros had just come out. He wouldn't wear a shoe that was that old in a game, but this—I mean, first of all, if you know anything about Jordan ones, you can tell it's a Jordan. It's a 1985 Jordan one just by the bigger swoosh alone. Um, right. So, but this should put an end to that whole speculation about whether or not it was a retro or the original Air Jordan because it was clearly. Mm. He cool. even said it was well, from '84. So. And if it's the sneaker podcast, should we mention that that he actually didn't wear the Air Jordan one? first game yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna i was gonna <laughs> say that too yeah the irony of that whole thing about him saying he wore, he wore them the first time he wore them in new york was uh it was, this is the first pair he wore when he played in new york the first mm-hmm. time but he actually wore the airship <laughs> ah, okay, in his first cool. game in new, against new york in 84 he was actually wearing the airship but and he wore the know. black and red yeah season game it's in right new york. exactly so anyway. oh well <laughs> Still fun story. Hey man, I I forget all kinds of stuff about myself also, so I, I don't blame him for forgetting <laughs> exactly what he was wearing. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> um. All right, <laughs> that's cool. I actually didn't know that, so that's cool for me to find out. Um. Uh, now they uh they switches over to uh the '92 season, right? 
right before the 92 season they have people talking about how the 92 see uh, the 92 team was the best team for them best chicago bulls team for them and um i guess right before the final series right it was uh the bulls versus uh the trailblazers clyde was being compared to mj mm-hmm. like MJ these are the two personal, best players in the yeah. game mj took personal offense to that <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the exact quote from the docuseries is me being compared to him i took offense to that yeah <laughs> he said which i love was a threat don't get yeah. me wrong but being yeah. compared to him i took offense to that that's so, like the so most <laughs> and if you're clyde you got to be like okay like yeah. I, you got to accept can, that you can argument see why right? he's not he hasn't been interviewed for the documentary yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah. And that's how I, that's kind of how I felt at the time too, because I remember thinking Clyde's not that great. Like I, I like the fact that there was another because a lot of the teams, not a lot of the teams, a, a big bulk of the teams uh, in that era, they had a star, at least one star on the mm-hmm. team. Yeah, and you know, for, for generally speaking, of course. But so I liked that it was okay. It was Magic versus Michael, and now it's Clyde yeah. versus Michael. But I never felt like, oh, this is gonna be a great matchup. Yeah. I felt like the team, well, the, the 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 Trailblazers were a great team. They but had it didn't a lot feel of like Michael versus. They were a big team. Yeah, uh, Terry great Porter, team. Duckworth. Yes, they were a great team. But I'm talking about Drunk in terms Earthy. of Michael versus Clyde. Yeah. I never felt like, yes. oh, that's going to be yeah. such a great matchup. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. no, it was like I, Sean. I totally agree. Yeah. And I, going back to that Magic Larry thing about how he they were the measuring sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Once those guys went away. I kind of felt like Sean, like nobody mm-hmm. was on par. Yeah, not Barkley, yeah, yeah. not Malone, not Elijah Wan, no, Ewing, no, nobody. No. And that was proved time and time again. We were proved right in our thoughts and <laughs> our feelings right. time and time again <laughs> by the fact that he denied so many teams championships. Um, so apparently uh, the night before the series began, uh, Michael was playing cards with Magic mm-hmm. in Magic's room. And uh, Michael was like, I'm going to give it to this dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? The series starts, and I think in game one, Jordan starts hitting threes. And then the infamous Jordan shrug. The shrug game, yeah. That yeah. was so cool. I remember watching that, and I was like, what the hell is happening? Because he, he, he wasn't a guy who took threes. It, the no. league in general wasn't really a big three. Like It, it wasn't a thing. It was so funny because he's like, he hits his fourth three, and that's a finals record yeah. for most threes and a half. I'm <laughs> right. like, what? <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That and now that's, I mean, shit. That's, people are taking thirty threes in a game. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's uh, in, yeah. So, yeah. but it was so cool and seeing him like turn to magic as he's running back down the court after he hits his sixth. The shrug. The shrug. The, it's so okay. cool. You guys think, probably experienced that, right? Like the oh, shrug. Yeah, yeah remember yeah. seeing it? Did you think? It would be such like an iconic move at this point because it's huge. Think? Everyone knows a Jordan Shrug. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Brian? Mm, not, 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 not that it would have had 25 years worth of legs, but mm. yeah. it was kind of cool because even Marv reacted to it. Yeah. He he obviously hadn't yeah. seen anything like that. Yeah. But I was Jordan, really quick. Jordan say, Keating, even he can't believe it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't think people realize Jordan hit his fifth three. Portland called timeout. They came back, stole the ball, 
Pippen missed that layup. Jordan rebound dunks it. Yeah, yeah. And then they go down, miss. Jordan hits the six three, like three yeah. plays in a row. The sweep, the so three that place, yeah. the energy was oh, high God. because oh, he man. had just been going, going, going. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, he yeah. scored. He ended up scoring a record 30, 35 points and a half, which is nuts. Right. But he didn't. Fi- he only finished with what thirty nine. So yeah. Like he yeah. yeah I think he scored, hardly scored any yeah, in the four. second half. He didn't need to, but no. <laughs> yeah. But that was. Yeah, remember, I, I like like Brian. The, I don't. I go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, you remember NBA Two K Eleven? Yeah. The Jordan Experience. You had to do yes. all. You had to his, complete yes. those things. That, yeah. That was the hardest one. Yes. To do. Yeah. I remember. It was so hard. Yeah, and you had to true. hold Clyde to like fifteen points or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah. man, yeah. <laughs> that but that yeah, like Brian though, in terms of the the game itself, I remember th- thinking it was a f- freaking crazy moment. But I, any like like I think anything that we experienced back then, you you never know that it's gonna have mm. a lasting thing to go on for de- decades. You know, no. it's even Air Jordans themselves. I didn't think, you know, uh, thirty five years after I got our thirty yeah thirty what do we know. 30 yeah, yeah 35, 35 years mm-hmm. after I got my first pair of Air Jordans that I'd still be fawning over but, Air Jordans but no. you if I asked you guys exact do you remember that moment and you're like yeah I do remember it yeah exactly so in, in sure. a way no you you didn't think it was something that special yeah that 25 35 mm-hmm. years, but you do remember exactly how it went down and where you were oh and for why sure it happened and that's and yeah that's the you're, that's you're the quoting story. Marv Albert Come yeah, on, yeah, man. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've also watched it probably okay. a million times since then. <laughs> yeah. So it's helped me remember. Uh, okay, so Jordan actually mentions that uh, he he just decided to attack Clyde Drexler every mm-hmm. night. They eventually win their second championship. Yeah. Michael uh, does get his second MVP, uh, second MVP finals. Yeah. And then they switch over to. Barcelona, 92. Yeah. Can we just right? say that uh, b- before we move on to Barcelona quickly, Kraus, uh, oh, in, all, in all the celebration in the locker room, <laughs> oh yes, they're pouring champagne over each other's heads, and he's congratulating the organization. organization. He's like, the players did great, but the organ- I'm so proud of the organization because we as an organization won this championship. Or, yes. I'm paraphrasing, but it was along those lines. and. It's like, really, man? You can't let the players have their moment right now? Yeah. Like, wait till the next day, maybe, really to say weird the organization yeah. is great? Mm. Oh, man. And even that clip of Bob Costas interviewing him, he's trying to keep going, and he wants to keep. Yeah. And Bob is like, done. Okay, yeah. all right. He <laughs> couldn't say or- the word organization more times in that yeah. one yeah. little 10-second yeah. th- interview. Very weird. Yeah. Very yeah. weird. He, he, that's, yeah. he, he won. And I even saw, again, I don't want to drag this on too long, but I saw a, a, an interview with, um, oh my God. This is where I, my age shows. I'm blanking on his name, the, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. Cuban. Uh-huh. Oh. oh, Mavericks. I was Cuban. 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 Oh my God. See, this is, the, it's, it's all, <laughs> it's all dementia setting in. Uh yeah, so I saw an interview with, with Mark Cuban, and he's like, he, they were talking about Jerry Krause, and he's like, what do you think about Krause and Reinsdorf? He's like, listen, he goes, I I get it, like we as an organization feel like we put the team together, but he goes, no man, he's like, the players are doing the work, like these are the these are the guys that deserve all yeah. the credit, you know? It's like, yes, we we put the pieces in play, but they have yeah. to do the work, you know? So, but yeah. Krause just could not let that go. He wanted credit as much yeah. credit as the players got, if not more, yeah. for putting it together. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Idiot. Now we can move on to Barcelona. So uh, now we're in Barcelona. <laughs> it's 1992. Uh, I'm, they're... I'm very big in Spain, by the way. Pardon? I'm very big in Spain, by the way. You you are <laughs> what I I hear you are the Esteban. I, I, what they, they do call, call me Esteban in Spain. Esteban. Um, that's an inside joke. Yeah, guys. From the but, other episodes so that the, we the do on the podcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, so we're in Barcelona, 1992, and they're building Dream Team, right? Yes. And uh, they cut to, um, um. They're asking because the way that it works is you invite the players to join the team. Yes. Right. Uh, and this and was going to be the first time they were inviting professional players to play on, in the Olympics, right? And then Which they decide they they approach Jordan. Rod Thorne approaches Jordan and he goes, uh, "You know, you want to play for Dream Team, like the the Olympics team? They didn't call it Dream Team. Do you want to play for the Olympics team?" Yeah. And he's like. Uh, Who's not playing? Yeah. Which I find is a weird question. Yeah. <laughs> if I can say. It's not like who's playing. It's yeah. who's not playing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, well, in the Dream Team documentary, they made it sound like, hey, who's, who is playing? Go get commitments from the guys. You know, I don't want to play by myself. Exactly. So you had to get right. Magic and Larry and Barkley and yeah. then go back to Mike and say, we've got these guys. Yeah, not yeah. necessarily what so, you're going for. <laughs> yeah, if I'm comparing like, the the Dream Team documentary, they're they're like he got one fax and it was like yeah names there, and he was like, yeah. "I'm not playing," and then they sent him another fax with <laughs> one name removed, and he's like, "Okay." I'm <laughs> they didn't include that in this documentary, uh, yeah. but it, yeah. in any case, he's like, "Who's not playing?" Uh, we're every, everyone's assuming he's talking about Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, yeah. There's even a clip of him back in 92 uh, when he's part of Team USA and they're like about to interview him and he's like, no Isaiah Thomas questions. Yeah. Because like, at the time too, I remember that everybody was asking about it. Everybody was asking about Isaiah and was he left off because of this and because of that. It's, But uh, yeah. yeah, it was... It was uh, yeah, but you also have... It, it was also on the heels of him winning his second championship, you know, back-to-back championships and he just finished and it's like... The dude's exhausted, so I guess yep. he wants to. If he's going to commit to doing this, he wants to be the best possible conditions for himself. And and yeah. uh, I think what we've learned since then is that he wasn't the only person on the team oh, that absolutely. did not want Isaiah Thomas on that team. And it wasn't like just he, Pippen. I think it was Malone oh, yeah. hated him. Uh, Magic yeah. was yep. done with him probably. Larry, yeah, especially after had after no what love he for did. Especially Larry after no what he did him. after 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 uh, Magic was tested positive for HIV. Uh, and they had been such close friends, Isaiah and Magic. Yeah. And, Ma- and Isaiah started, started kind of questioning, what, oh, was he gay? Is he like, is he this? Is yeah, it like, yeah. It's like that, that was, was a, a sleazy a side of Isaiah that, you know, obviously, you, if you ever watch the Magic versus Bird documentary, Courtship of yeah. Rivals, it's like he brings it up and how hurtful it was and how it showed you who was true. He showed him how uh, who his true friends were and Isaiah definitely wasn't one of them. So this is literally on the heels of all that too. Yep. Yes. And uh, so uh, you you know Magic wasn't wanting him on the team. Um, Bird probably didn't want him on the team because no. Bird you know Bird couldn't stand him. Bird either. told me. Well, he doesn't and remember all that stuff about him saying Larry would just be another good guy if he was a black guy. Right. Well, yeah. And that's yeah. all this that was a whole stuff. Yeah. Thing. yeah. And yeah. then just a quick on the Dream Team doc. They made it sound like they were finalizing the roster like a week or two after the Pistons walked off on the Bulls. 
Right. So I think yeah, it was probably just timing, bad right. timing for mm-hmm. Isaiah. There's there's a sorry Brian to cut you, but like no, there was all other factors that, and there's actually someone that I think they, they broke it down how Isaiah was one of the best point guards, but he was on his downswing, while yes. Stockton was on the rise. Yeah. And if yeah. they compared stats and everything, yeah, it's there was only so many spots for point guards, and of right. course, Magic was going to be in there, and then you only had spot for one more, and it was Stockton was the better player at the time. I so, don't know. If, anyways, yeah, maybe maybe he was. Up. Maybe he was either. Yeah, on his way up, and all. I can see that. I don't know if he was the better player, but I maybe that's what people are saying. But either way, even if he's just as good as Isaiah, or just a little mm-hmm. bit not not quite as good, getting there, it's still there were enough players and major major stars on the team that did yeah. not want Isaiah there. And so, I mean, yeah, Michael absolutely. Jordan said he's I'm you know he's he's taken the 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 brunt of this uh, the the blame for this for all these years. But I think it's now really coming out that we, you know, we we see that it wasn't just him; it was several of the players didn't want oh, yeah, him on yeah. the team. And uh, so, and Jordan actually says, based on based on chemistry, harmony, and camaraderie, would he would it have affected it if Isaiah was on the team? He says, yeah, it would have messed it up. It would have messed up the way that the team was yeah. built. Yeah, everyone was yeah. getting on. So yeah. Um, well, and one, one other quick thing. Should Dominique Wilkins have as much to complain about as Isaiah? No. I mean, that Mullen was on the team. I mean, I would no. say yes. Uh, well, it, he hasn't been complaining for the last thirty no, that's years. That's true. That's true. Okay, that's what you're saying. Okay, yeah, I, I, I thought you're. Yeah, I thought you were going to say he he was complaining. I I heard that. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. You're right. I've right. heard one word. Complained. He hasn't complained. Yeah, and he was. But uh, he, he was one of the great. He would be just too. as justified as Isaiah. Yes. Exactly. Hundred percent. Yeah. And I'm a but he huge and he didn't piss Dominique everybody fan. off. <laughs> You're a what? huge what fan? Dominique fan. Oh yeah, yeah I love Dominique. Yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah. So, so yeah, but you know that's that's just his uh you know Dominique. You know? Well, look, this is this that you know he he fully embraced the bad boy thing, Isaiah. So it eventually burned all the bridges with all the people yeah. that he was you know all of a sudden it's like why are you leaving me off the team well because you pissed off this guy <laughs> you pissed off that guy you pissed off that guy look what you did and here look what you did there so it's like it, it, it bit him in the ass in the end and and, and uh, just to watch the the thing continue he he bankrupted the cba yeah he, des- <laughs> he, he destroyed the, the knicks. knicks i mean yeah. he destroyed the, the knicks. we're still feeling the effects of on the knicks <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah, he he's uh he's a, he's a, he's a virus. <laughs> he's, a po- he's a poison. <laughs> it was the right call. Yeah, it was the right call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brian put it nicely, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people were not for having Isaiah on the team. Uh, Jordan does say, if you want to put it all on me, go ahead. But yeah. that's you know, it yeah. was just me. So, yeah. and and I agree. If you look at the roster and you look at who. Would have been on, in or not? You know what I found found uh, interesting though. Sorry, this is yeah, yeah. sidebar. No, go ahead. Uh, Stockton, yeah. During his Hall of Fame induction, yeah. When you're being inducted, you get to choose who welcomes you in or who ushers you in to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So it has to be someone that's already in the Hall of Fame, and he picked Isaiah. Isaiah, oh right, that was true. up there. Uh, I don't remember that. Welcoming wow. Stockton in. I haven't watched it in a long time. And I he thanks 
Isaiah for helping mm. him become the player that he is. Oh, wow. Which is cool. Yeah. So anyways. I always like Isaiah. Of, yeah. <laughs> there's 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 yeah. a lot of sides. To, yeah, but yeah. Of, of course there are a lot of sides. But We love basketball. Basketball The sides that we're hearing from are, are sides that were pissed off by things that Isaiah did. So yeah. Uh, obviously he never did anything to uh, Stockton. <laughs> so yeah. he's, he's cool with him. He's cool. <clears throat> and, okay. Anyway. So um, apparently during the uh, Team USA practices, a lot was going on. Yeah. There was a, a team where, so throughout these practices, they'd have scrimmages. And apparently there was one uh, pra- particular practice where there's Magic and Barkley on one side and MJ on the other side. And they're playing against each other. And it gets, it gets like, yeah, it gets pretty uh, hectic. And apparently Magic talks trash to MJ. <sighs> and he goes, we're, they're up eight points at this uh, this uh, exact juncture. And he goes, if you don't turn into Air Jordan soon, you're going to lose. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then he actually turns into Air Jordan and starts scoring and then beats Magic's team. Oh, yeah. There, there's a really good YouTube video of, of Magic being interviewed by Bill Plaschke about that. Um, experience, and mm-hmm. he he pretty he recounts it pretty much the same. But he says, and I was hoping we'd see it, that one of the last buckets Jordan made was a steal, breakaway dunk. David Robinson was down there, and he three sixty dunks on him, and he mm-hmm. says that's the best shot he's ever seen. Damn. Now oh, we, we didn't see it, footage. and I've never yeah. seen it, so I don't know. Yeah, how much I wonder if it's magic, magic just remembering it, like or embellishing it a little bit, <laughs> or, or something. Yeah. Magic embellishing? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So apparently, after that practice, everyone gets on the team bus, mm. and it's like no one yeah, saying anything. It's all tense it's because it was so heated yeah. during the practice. Oh, man, no one saying anything until eventually, Magic uh, goes up to Bark and says. Guess we shouldn't have pissed him off, huh? <laughs> and then, and then everyone goes off like, oh, that was the best practice ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, in the Dream Team, Dream Team documentary, there's uh, they're, they're interviewing Larry and uh, and Magic. And I guess at one point, Michael Jordan walks in after one of the, the scrimmages and says oh, yeah. to the guys, you guys are the old dogs. There's a new sheriff in town now. Yeah, And he, wa- and he yeah. walks out and... Uh, I was. I don't know if Larry turned to Mike uh, to Magic or Magic turned to Larry, but one of them said, well, yeah, "He ain't lying. <laughs> he ain't lying." Yeah, I love that. I so love good. that. I like the when those three get together. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's like they're they're like the they were the pinnacle of basketball for so many years, and it's yeah. like Michael Jordan just comes and but they accept him, and they're all like friends, and they're but still like fiercely competitive with one yeah. another, and it's 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 such I a remember, good combination. I don't know what episode this is, and I think we 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 passed it though. They're like taking team like photos for team usa yeah, yeah 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 and it's larry and magic in the background and yeah, mg's like a, like a, in front a little, of them a little pog, and, standing on boxes or something yeah and then magic's like don't get too close to him because it's a foul call, they're called a foul <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and magic goes uh, michael goes hey, no one's been called you a, a foul on you in like 15 years <laughs> yeah that's hilarious you yeah, know yeah anyways <laughs> so yeah. uh they get back to uh Team USA, and they introduced Tony Kukoc. Oh boy, poor bastard! Yeah, because uh, maybe you guys can give more insight on this. Uh, like, Kukoc was drafted by the Bulls, right? In '89. F- 
think. Yeah. Yeah. And he spent more years in Croatia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was set to join the team. Yeah, he was set to yeah, so he was set to join the team and uh I guess Kraus had been busy, you know. And you don't again, this there's I saw a tweet recently that said so basically this whole series is don't do anything to piss Michael Jordan off. <laughs> but <laughs> but Kraus uh was really, you know, talking up Tony Kukoc and how great mm-hmm. this player is going to be. He's the, one of the greatest players and he's going to be the greatest player and blah, 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 blah. And that's all Michael and, and Pippen really needed to hear because they, when they found out they're going to go up against Tony Kukoc and playing on the Croatian team, it was not a pretty sight. <laughs> yeah. Right, so that yeah. Kraus thing had been going on for a decade. You know, the, yeah. what's happening with Pippen and Kraus in 98. He, he'd been wooing Kukoc forever and just like Barkley said in the piece, if anyone needs to get paid, put this Pippin. Yeah. Don't woo this, don't woo this other guy. Exactly. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that was so, 92 he said that. Yeah. Right. Right? So, and, yep. and still, it's still like when all, he never got his, uh, you know, his, his, uh, the money he, he should have gotten all those years. Yeah. Crazy right. to think that that was, he, even Barkley was saying that in 92 and it was like, Seven, you know, five more years, and they were they were like still. Then he's that's when Pippen goes on, you know, takes the summer off and all that stuff, and doesn't get his surgery. So, so many years went by where he was just underpaid and underappreciated on that team. Right. Yeah. And I, Jordan says we we had nothing against Tony. We didn't know him. He he was a uh, Jerry Kraus in a Croatian uniform. Right. <laughs> I felt so bad for him, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Tony Kukoc's like, I didn't know anything. I, yeah. I'm over in Croatia. There's so a war funny. going on. There's like, yeah, you know, I, I didn't know what all, they're all arguing over there. I had no clue what was going on. And all of a sudden I'm being like destroyed on the court. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, man. But he did he did come back the next time they played them. He, did, he had a good game the next time he they played them. Game. And uh, yeah. they actually, I think Jordan and Pippen respected him. Uh, they, they got a he got a lot of respect from them after that game too. That's great. Uh, so then the team USA wins the gold. Shocking. And uh, then they they cut to some clips about Jordan talking about having to wear the the yeah. team USA uniform. Yeah. Well, the, well, the uh, the the track suits the, the, that they were going to wear for the, uh, the the medal ceremony was were made by Reebok, whereas the uh, uniforms were made by Champion, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, so he was not going to wear a Reebok uni- uh, tracksuit, and uh, which was cool seeing. There was like you see a clip of him. I guess they had footage from when they were following the Dream Team back in '92, and there's, he's in a car getting I guess, ready to go to practice or something like that. Like he's sitting in the front seat, and the, the film whoever's filming is in the back seat, and he's reading an article about how he's you know he's not going to wear this the uniform, and the guy who the, I guess the owner of Reebok or the head of Reebok was saying if you uh if you don't if he Michael Jordan doesn't wear the uniform or the the tracksuit he can't be take part in the medal ceremony which is yeah friggin ridiculous I mean <laughs> get the hell out of here <laughs> with that shit but then Michael Jordan right. says they don't know how I'm gonna cover it up yeah which I'll is co- yeah, brilliant which is, yeah it was a brilliant move yeah yeah which was smart for those too, who don't know who he put the flag look, on 30 years later there's still images of him everywhere yeah, yep. that Reebok would be right there. Wasn't there yeah. a, a T-shirt with it made? <laughs> oh, with, sure. Wasn't there a T-shirt with him uh, with the, the the two the number? He's holding up the number. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it, 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 you, I can't remember. Do you, do you see the the flag? So, so what he what he he did for the ceremony is he draped the American flag over the the side of the the tracksuit that had the Reebok patch on it. 
Right. I think he wasn't a the only T-shirt one. with that on it. What's that? He wasn't the only one. Yeah, Magic did it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he yeah. And then a few of them did some it. Some of the other guys unzipped it, unzipped and it, kind and of folded f- it. Yeah, over their chest. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So they all they all because they're none, none of nobody was with Reebok. I don't think on the team. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> that Charles yeah. or uh, Carl Malone's LA Gear sponsorship <laughs> was in. Same question. <laughs> they just turned up the lights on his shoes really bright so they would cover the rebound. Well, they, they, they lit up gold. So they lit up gold for the ceremony. Yeah. Uh, so that that happened. Uh, they talk about how the dream team uh, being part, like such a representation of uh, U.S. of the U.S. Uh, was helpful for like endorsements and stuff. It became a point where they were selling Americana at that point. Like yeah. well, everything, like everyone's having commercial. Patrick uh, Ewing's having a commercial. Like yeah. what the heck? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean it, it just, it just did, it had the, it, it had the in- intended effect. It, it, it just mm-hmm. made uh, the NBA really even that more global of a sport. And uh, these guys all became like massive global superstars. It was an incredible thing to witness. It really was. How, and yep. how did you guys digest it or remember it? In Canada, was there any different than? I, I, we were I, we were probably watching it the same way you guys were watching it on you know on NBC because uh, we had I mean, local do, NBC affiliates. Was there from any? Because the you know we're the, there's pride and patriot patriotism, all that stuff here. For me, it was uh, we, yeah. I didn't give a shit about the Canadian team. <laughs> we we kind of see we're in a great spot where we can borrow from our neighbors. <laughs> yeah, when we can right. I mean, Chris so is I, li- literally like thirty minutes from the U.S. border. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 30 minutes from the U.S. border. Yeah, yeah. Well, so no, we I feel like, I, we're I almost American. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. wonder if it was any different because it's like yeah, it was it's, my so favorite. I'm, I think that's my favorite Jordan team. I I love all the Bulls teams, but I think that was my favorite moment. Dream team, for, for and me, yeah, probably. and that was that's up there for me too. And it's and it's because like we didn't we don't I mean we didn't have the, any Canadian teams up here in terms of the NBA, so. All of these guys were all the guys that we looked up to. So that's what I saw. I wasn't looking at U.S. versus Canada versus Croatia versus whatever. No. Right. To me, it was like these were all the, you know, the basketball heroes I had. And uh, I was and rooting I, for them because of that. And and it helped that my stepdad's from New York City and all that stuff. So he's he you you're know, basically raised American. me from, yeah, he raised me from like, you know, the age of 14 to be, to have this, you know, genuine <laughs> passion for uh america and stuff but even i remember even before that i remember i think because again we're so close and so common for us to go to the states i think we all and i'm probably like people around the world all look you know they want to get to the america's this big beautiful thing that we mm-hmm. all want to go and visit and all that stuff and uh we're in all the culture and all that stuff so i remember as a kid even you know wanting to move to america and then my dad came around and it was like he, he sort of taught me a lot more about the but this is all like a very personal story for me but uh it, yeah so america was has always been like a home away from home for me so it's uh that's how i but again in terms of the, the dream team i didn't see it as a uh it's odd, odd as it sounds because they were draped in american flags sure. uh it was more of these were my basketball idols and i was cheering for them for that reason yeah for me it was more like well i we don't have a team so by like not yeah, it's not that we didn't have a Canadian team; we didn't have an, an NBA presence here mm-hmm. in Canada, so we were open to pick any team. Yeah, right. in the league, we were, we were free agents, own, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, and that's why I picked Boston because they're winners. Uh-huh. And uh, 
That's why I picked LA initially because they were winners. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so the, for me, it was yeah, it was just cool. I I just remember waking up super, I guess, early in the morning to watch because the games were the like the time difference was so yeah. messed up. Yeah. And we didn't have like. We don't have streaming. We didn't have streaming back then. Yeah, I tried like, to. You, I tried you, to record it some on the on, on you know, the old VHS tapes. I remember uh, a lot yeah, of but, the games being like on pay per view or some, like satellite TV. Yeah, we were uh, definitely think, not paying for that. No, <laughs> no yeah, we, that was no. super expensive yeah. back then. It wasn't a satellite dish like the small dishes you have on the side of your roof nowadays. No, it was, like the, it was the big ten foot ones in the, the backyard. Big <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't think I saw all the games live. Oh, I don't. No. I'm sure I didn't see all the games. I live. think only yeah. the gold medal game was on NBC mm-hmm. or something, and maybe like snippets of games. That was, Unless it was the middle of the night or something like that, you know. Like yeah, it was, uh, it, yeah, that was the unfortunate thing. It was like it wasn't quite. Cable was still relatively new, and they were trying to figure yeah. out that pay per view thing and how You're to get highlights and. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Even like now. When you the last couple Olympics, I just DVR it. Yeah, you know, wake up and watch it from two a.m. or whenever. Right, and if you have something like Directv, you have like the the Olympics channel (laughs) or the the Olympics. There's like five, like eight different channels you can watch whatever sport it happens to be on. Like, oh look, I'm watching whatever lawn darts. That's a shame, right? Yeah. Oh, how great would that have been back I then? Think, and to have yeah, the NBA God. League pass and all that stuff back then? Oh, oh my God. dude. Oh, we need a time oh man. Anyways, so we seriously. Could, I think this is a good spot for us to to, to end for this yeah. uh, review. There's There was more stuff in episode five at the near the end, but I think it, it they're just it setting teases. up the future episodes. Yeah. They te- we'll they're just teasing, add it on yeah. to that. Yeah, they're teasing the, the Utah Jazz Bulls cha- uh, you know, yeah. run there. And a bit of the... MJ's public persona in terms right. of like that too, what, yeah. where he might falter. Anyways, mm-hmm. we'll cover that in yeah. uh, one of the next reviews. Um, maybe just to close it out, we can talk about uh, how legit your hate for the Pistons. No, we already, <laughs> we already did that. <laughs> Don't uh, get me audio, started. <laughs> my audio got cut off last time, so yeah. I've got a 45-minute uh, <laughs> dissertation. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, we should say that Brian's. It's it, it. Chris was masterful at editing that last episode because Brian. We didn't realize, but Brian. We realized after we stopped recording that Brian's the last twenty minutes of his of his audio got stopped. Yeah. So we yeah. we lost him. So it sounded like Chris asked us a bunch of questions and I answered all of them by myself. <laughs> which is, hey, I'm one to do that also. But Sean actually, yeah. Brian gave had me a lot the Jordan look. Episode. Like, don't answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got this, Brian. <laughs> and after he answered. He went on a five-minute tirade. He just shrugged. He shrugged <laughs> to us. <laughs> um, um, Brian, it, was, it was unfortunate because we were actually talking about sneakers that got us started yeah, in our first Jordans, yeah. and Brian gave a lot of you know cool answers to that, which uh, only we're, we're privy to at this point. So. I think for in terms of all these uh, these Last Dance episodes, this these the, the whole the Nike deal and whole mm-hmm. the Jordan, the shoe part of the whole thing really in we, this is one that we were waiting for. Yeah. And I think including also like the, the dream team stuff, because I don't know if people know, but the, 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 the crazy, crazy sneakers that were part of dream team, dream team is like right. insane. Like the, the lineup that everyone had, yeah. like the, the, the shoes that Pippen wore, the shoes that Barkley wore, uh, of course, Jordans and the all that. Jordan, Jordan, yeah. I, I don't know how far-reaching this podcast is going to be, but um, there was a, a Nike town. 
in Orange County. Um, I think it's been gone for about 10 years. But I went there for the first time in 93, and I went there a bunch more. But they in the basketball room, they had a plaque with an actual uh, game-worn pair autographed of each Olympic player uh, that was with Nike. So Mullen, Stockton, Robinson, Barkley, Pippen, and Jordan. I would just stand there and drool. Oh, man. (laughs) Too bad I don't have a picture. And I've looked for pictures online. Gosh. Anyway. You should should declare yourself a vintage uh, sneaker collector and then just go after those kinds of things. Sure, sure. And And then go back to collecting. Haggle about the price. (laughs) Yeah. Or the fact that you won't haggle uh, about the negotiating skills. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, that. Yeah, that that's crazy. Crazy to look at. Oh my god. So, okay, I think that's a good spot for us to uh, end this one. Um, Thanks for sticking with us for uh, another kind of long podcast. About an hour. It's like yeah, another fifteen minutes. We're giving people extra content. I mean, we, we we crushed two more episodes, guys. We're almost there. Right? Right? right. We're almost there. Well, um, really, they probably fell asleep an hour ago. So <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> this is droning sounds. Um, so uh, thanks for sticking with us. If uh, people want to find you guys on the internet, uh, where can people find you, Brian? Uh, on uh, Instagram, I'm at OG Sneaker Nerd or at OG Support Group. And we, where can people find you, Sean Collard? At scollard23 and also at OG Support Group. You can find our good friends uh, Mike D at On Air with Mike D. You can find our good friend Chloe at Clarel, C-L-A-R-E-L. You can find myself at Christopher.Chu. And you can find all our past reviews and all different other sneaker talk uh, at the sneaker podcast on ig or at the sneaker pod on twitter uh do you guys want to give any special shout outs to uh i don't know michael jordan or anyone else that you consider an mvp of these past episodes uh, i could give a shout out to isaiah thomas <laughs> the bitch that he is <laughs> straight up bitches <laughs> straight up bitches yeah uh brian you want to shout out anyone yeah well if we're gonna do that why not any anyone in Bill Lambeer's family? I'm so sorry. Oh my God! That last name. You <laughs> have to live with that guy. He probably clotheslined his kids trying to get cereal in the morning. Wow! <laughs> Screw you, man. All right. Yeah. So this has been the Sneaker Podcast, an extra episode on the Last Dance. Uh, this is part four and five. Thanks for staying with us. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, if you have any uh, questions or if you have any comments, you can always DM us. Uh, at the Sneaker Podcast again on Instagram. Uh, catch us next time. We'll, we'll, we will review maybe one maybe, or two maybe more episodes. Six to eight. Six to eight. <laughs> We're going to do it all. Six to 11. There you go. And, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. And peace. Peace. Thanks. See ya.